Mix in the Dark. Hey, what's up? It's my Yang from Mix in the Dark. First, I have a fun announcement for you all. My podcasting class is fully funded, which means all students will be able to have access to a microphone to practice their podcast recording. So I want to give one last shout out to King, Kelly, and Yang for making donations toward microphones for the podcasting class. Thank you so, so much. The students have so many ideas already, and I can't wait to hear what they will come up with during this program. I also have one not-so-fun announcement. I am taking a break until the New Year's for personal reasons. My mom has been in the hospital for about a week now, and she's not getting better, so my siblings and I have been taking shifts at the hospital to make sure she feels comfortable and supported. I hope you understand. Send me some good vibes while all this is going on. But, um, okay, enough about me, and on to our episode. This episode is themed around the Ouija board. For those of you who do not know what a Ouija board is, it is basically a spirit board. It is labeled with the alphabet, has yes or no on it, and it has the words goodbye. The belief is that this board allows you to communicate with spirits. However, before leaving the board, you must ask the spirit at the end to end the conversation by having it push your planchette toward goodbye on the board. And people use this board differently and in their own moderations. Some people experience nothing at all, and some people experience stuff that leaves them with horrific stories to share. I personally have never messed around with a Ouija board. I feel like I'm such a hypocrite, though, when when I think about um, Ouija boards. On the outside, I am a skeptic, as in, I don't really believe it can call out to ghosts, but then on the inside, I'm also a scaredy cat. I don't want to mess around with it because a part of me believes that it could call out to ghosts. If you were brave enough to use this board and have a story to tell, please tell me more about it. I really do want to convince myself that I can communicate with ghosts around, but maybe I'm not believing it because I just don't have enough experiences with it or I don't have enough stories from friends and family to convince me of this. It's just something I'm curious about. I do want to point out that story number two is from a person who submitted this story on a public forum and it caught my attention because he also tells stories. So I wanted to make sure that I tell his story and mention his his work. His YouTube channel is Channel 3 YouTube Stories. So that's CH3 YouTube Stories. And I don't think he updates anymore, but if he hears this, I hope this encourages him to do more stories. I am linking his channel in the description of this episode if you're interested. But here we go. Please enjoy the stories and tell me what you think. Story 1. When I was a junior in high school, I had a study period. During this study period, I would usually do my homework so I wouldn't have to do it when I get home. One day, my friend Anna asked me to play a drawn-on-paper Ouija board with her. I was an 8th grader back then and didn't think too much of it, so I told her I would play. We didn't have the Ouija board planchette, so we decided to use my ring. I don't exactly remember what kind of questions we asked. Two weeks have gone by and everything seemed normal until one day when I went to school and Anna came up to me to ask if I had called her the night before. I told her that I did not call her, but she refused to believe me because she said we talked and that I was being really weird. After a few minutes of denying calling her, she ended up saying, well, someone called me and it sounded like you. Although she was spooked, I didn't think too much of it. I did have this strange urge to throw away my ring that we used to play the Ouija board though. Two days later, my aunt asked me what I did with my ring that we used for playing the Ouija board. The call apparently scared Anna enough to tell her parents what we had done, and her parents called my aunts and uncle to check on my mom and I. 
My aunt came over and asked what I had done with my ring that we played the Ouija board with, and I told her that I threw it away. She lectured me for a few minutes. The next weekend, they did a double plea or soul-calling ritual for Anna. After that, everyone blamed me for what happened because it was my ring that we used to play the Ouija board. Anna had also stopped talking to me altogether. This event affected me in many ways. I would constantly get sleep paralysis, see and hear things that aren't supposed to be there. I would always see a tall shadow standing at the edge of my bed. One night in my freshman year, I went to bed knowing the same thing would always happen, sleep paralysis. But this time, it was different. I woke up to hearing two people talk, but I couldn't move. I heard a little girl's voice saying, Grandma, can I turn on the lights? The grandma replied, If you turn on the lights, she will see us. I looked over to where my light switch was and I could clearly see two shadows, a little one and a tall one. Things like this would happen regularly until I married my husband. Although it doesn't happen regularly anymore, I can sometimes still see or hear them from time to time. The time that scared me the most was when I had just gotten married. My husband and I were driving down the lakeside and our cell phone rang. I picked it up, looked at the phone number, and did not recognize it, but I answered it anyway. I said, hello? And on the other end, all I could hear was an older woman doing a funeral cry. If you've ever gone to a Hmong funeral, you would know what I mean. I threw the phone and started to cry. My husband asked me what was wrong. I told him what I heard on the phone, but he didn't take it seriously. A few weeks later, I got really sick. My father-in-law, who was a shaman, looked into it, and being considered a child then, they didn't really tell my husband or I what he saw, but they did a ritual twice for me before I got better. Before playing the Ouija board, I had never seen or heard ghosts or demons or whatever you want to call them. After this part of my life, playing the Ouija board seemed to have opened my third eye. Also, now that I'm thinking, I'm also pretty sure that we never said goodbye to the Ouija board game. Story 2 Growing up, our friends, family, and parents have always told us not to do things if the outcome is bad. Once my parents told me not to put the metal fork in the electric outlet because it would electrocute me, duh. Well, what did I do instead? I jammed a penny in the outlet. Super smart, right? The outlet sparked and then eventually cut off the circuit and resulted in a light outage. Thank goodness I didn't lose an eye. With that story in mind, we were also told not to play with the Ouija board. We've heard horrific stories of demons and ghost encounters, but we were just those type of kids. We did it anyway. Why did we do it? I don't even know. I have dabbled with the Ouija board many times by now. Coming from a poor family, buying the board from your local retailer was out of the question. So being the crafty people that we were, we made them out of everyday products. The board was simple. We used notebook paper, printing paper, and cardboards from your friendly 12-pack soda pop. You just put a yes and no on top, you draw a sun and moon eclipse thing in the middle, and then you put alphabets below. Easy. Done. The creative part really comes from creating the planchette or the piece in which moves as you ask the questions. For this, we would cut up random pieces of cardboard lying around the house into a triangle, and then we would cut a hole in the center of the piece to act as the eye. I remember one time we even used a yogurt lid with a magnifying glass for the eye. Other times we would use a shot glass. 
In most of these cases, the planchette didn't move, or if it did, someone in the group eventually admitted to moving it later on. But let it be that one time when you least expected to let all hell break loose. It was a Saturday afternoon. We were outside with our neighbors playing around like what most teenagers would do. As we were sitting around, one of our neighbors suggested, hey, let's play with the Ouija board. This wasn't the first time that we played the Ouija board, so it wasn't strange of a question to ask. Everybody, bored out of their minds, agreed, except for my two younger brothers and I. We made our janky Ouija board setup, still poor, but still resourceful, and everyone sat around the table in the living room except for myself, my two brothers, and one of the neighbors. At this point in our life, we knew better than to play this game. The game started. At first, the planchette did not move at all, but they kept asking questions like, is anybody here? Does anybody want to talk? Do you want to play? Can we help you? I don't know what question triggered it, but the planchette eventually moved. At this point, everybody stood up and we all ran out of the house. In our previous attempts to play, the planchettes moved, but no one reacted this way at all. Before, when the planchette moved, we all took our hands off and we just looked around to see if anybody moved it. All those other times, we kind of knew someone was moving it, but this time, everyone swore up and down that it was not them. Everyone at this point was genuinely freaked out and scared. We didn't know what to do. We all knew what we had to do, and everyone was scared to do it. And that was going back in and closing the game. According to the Ouija board games, you must close the conversation or you will end up with leaving whatever it is there lingering around. The thing was, nobody wanted to go back in. After a couple of minutes, everyone mustered up the courage to go back in to finish it. Everyone went back into their same spots around the table again to ask to close the game. At first, the planchette did not move, or you can say it didn't want to move. As each and every one of us sat in the room, we all looked at each other in fear, thinking, oh crap, we should not have left the board open and unattended. Eager to get this done with, they asked again, can we leave? Still, no response. And so they asked again and again, and eventually the planchette slowly moved. It slowly scooted towards the yes, as if it was wondering if it wanted to let them go or not. Eventually, it went to yes, and we took that piece of paper and planchette, and we burnt it in our backyard. What happened here wasn't as scary as most stories, but it's what happened in the next following years that will torment us. They say when you play the Ouija board, you will open portals and link yourself or the area to the other side. And just because you burned the board, it doesn't mean that whatever you are communicating with left. It just meant they let you go. Within the next few days after playing with the Ouija board, something really strange happened. Every night at 3am on the dot, someone or something would knock on my bedroom window. At this time, I shared the room with my four other brothers. When we first heard the knocking, we thought it was our friends that lived next door because at that time, we would stay up late and we would play shadow puppets or go outside and bug each other by standing by the window and then scaring each other. So when we first heard the knocking on our bedroom window, we opened the window and expected our neighbors to jump out and to scare us. But when we opened the window, no one was there. I assumed that they took off after knocking on the window, so we didn't care too much about it. But then later on that night, a second set of knocking occurred. This time, we ran to the three windows that were facing their house to see if we could catch them. But when we looked, we did not see anyone this time either. 
so we just assumed that they were just really fast. The next day, we asked them if they knocked on our window yesterday around 12 and then again at 3. They said no, but for us, we were like, yeah, whatever. If you're not going to admit it, we're going to catch you next time. And so later on that night, we slept with the window blinds open to see if we could catch them in the act. 12 o'clock came around and nothing happened. And by now, most of us were asleep anyways. Then around 3 o'clock, someone knocked on the window again. This time, the blinds were open, so I got up and looked outside right away. I looked out the window to see if there was any movement or if my neighbors were running back to their house. But I saw nothing. This was the moment I connected the dots. We just played with a Ouija board about eight days ago and all of a sudden these strange knocks started to happen. Our neighbors said it wasn't them and whether I believe them or not, at this point, I was getting creeped out. The next day I planned to sleep early so that I wouldn't hear the knocks. I knocked out around 11 but that night my brother was up and he said he heard someone knocking again. At this point, if it was a prank set up by my neighbors, I would give them props. I mean, they are rather committed to knocking on our windows every night and at the exact same times. The next day, my brothers and I decided that we would Google because, you know, that's what you do when you don't know something. So our kid selves Googled knocking on my window at night and looking outside to see no one there. After an hour or so of researching, we found some information about phantom knocking. Some people believe that when you hear knocking at night, it is just wandering spirits telling you that they are just passing by. It is to inform the people in the house that they mean no harm and that they are looking for a temporary shelter for the night. The stories involved the three knocks on wood, windows, or doors. It is said that when you hear that, someone in your family is going to die or fall ill. But the more popular belief is that it's a demon mocking the Holy Trinity and is watching and waiting for you. So, armed with this new knowledge, we were even more spooked than before. We decided to confront our neighbors again. We firmly asked them if they were knocking at our windows around 12 to 3 o'clock, and they continued to say no. At this point, I wish they would just lie and say yes. We sat down and told them what was really happening and why we were asking if it was them and that they really needed to tell us the truth or we've got some other out-of-this-world problem that we needed to deal with. They also got scared and swore that those knocks were not them. For the next few nights, we all went to sleep early and so we did not hear the knocking anymore. A week later, our neighbors said that they were now hearing the knocks on their windows too. We were frightened out of our minds. For me, I had thought that whatever was knocking had moved on. But instead, I guess because we weren't giving them any attention, and moved on to our neighbor's house. So my neighbors, my brothers and I, we asked our mom if she knew anything about this. Then my mom told us that it's just probably because we keep playing at night, and when the ghost saw us playing, they wanted to play with us too. So they knocked on our windows for us to come out and play with them. My mom told us to stop playing around so late and just to ignore the knocking and that it would eventually go away. We did exactly that. We stopped playing at night and went to sleep as early as possible to avoid hearing the knock. Unfortunately, these knocks would continue on for about a year and a half. Sometimes it would be gentle knocking and sometimes it would be violent knockings. We tried our best to just ignore it. My younger brother had mentioned that he would be so terrified at night because it did not matter if he went to sleep earlier or not. He would often wake up at 3 o'clock anyway to hear the knocking by the window. It was like someone woke him up just to hear the knocks. 
I remember this one incident during Christmas Eve that got so bad, my oldest brother grabbed the cross from his room and placed it on our living room door. Usually during Christmas Eve, we would exchange cookies with our neighbors during the nighttime. That night, there was a knock by the front door. We opened the door expecting our neighbors to have cookies in hand. What we opened the door to was nothing. There was nothing at all there. This was strange because of the fact that we used to hear knocking by our bedroom window and this time it was at the front door. So we closed the door and sat down and acted like nothing happened. Maybe about 30 minutes later, we heard another knock. We checked again just in case it was our neighbors. And again, nothing. Maybe about 20 minutes later, another set of knocking occurred. This time, we looked out the front window to see if anyone was there and again, there was no one. Maybe an hour later, we heard knocking again. And this time, we knew it wasn't our neighbor because it was 12, almost 1 at night. My eldest brother grabbed the cross from his room and placed it on the front door. We all sat and stayed up all night because everyone was too scared to sleep. As the months went by, we eventually just stopped caring when we heard knocks by the windows. I remember this one incident that happened the year later during the summertime. My brother had woken me up because he heard the knocking again. He woke me up to explain that someone is knocking on the windows again. I just told him to turn on the air conditioner because it was getting hot. I guess after a while it just grows on you. After a year and a half, all the knocking completely stopped. We haven't heard any more knocking on our bedroom windows since. Thank you for listening to Mix in the Dark. I am your host, Mai Ying. Mix in the Dark is available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast series. If you have a story that you would like to share, please send it to mixinthedark at gmail.com. If there's a story that you really enjoyed, feel free to hit up my tip jar on Venmo. Just search Mix in the Dark on the business tab.